Welcome to Musings of a Methodist Pastor, a weekly podcast coming to you from Pastor Denise Robinson at the Irvington United Methodist Church. Last week was Holy Week. We just celebrated Easter this past Sunday, and it was more than a little different this year. No big family get-togethers for dinner. Some of us were able to get together with some family. Some of us were alone in our homes. No community Easter egg hunts. No gathering of our church family in the sanctuary for a wonderful time of worship together. Yet Easter came. Easter first came over 2,000 years ago when some women went to a tomb and found it empty. Easter has come every year since, and Easter will come every year until the end of time itself. As I have reflected on last week, I am reminded that all of the events of Holy Week are a reflection of God's love for us. This morning I was reading Psalm 19, a psalm which gives praise to God for God's greatness and glory. The psalmist first looks at creation itself, at the heavens, the earth, the sun. All of creation is not just present for us to see, but creation itself proclaims God's handiwork. Creation speaks of the glory of God. The sun comes out every morning and runs its course with joy. Its regular movement across the sky is a testament to God's sense of justice in which nothing and no one is forgotten or hidden. God's law is perfect, and because it is perfect, it revives our soul. Unlike human law, God's law is right, clear, and true. In Acts 17, the Apostle Paul is speaking in Athens about God. He has been in the city for just a short time, but in his wanderings around came across an altar to an unknown God. So now Paul says to the Athenians, What you worship as unknown I now proclaim to you. God who made the world and everything in it is Lord of heaven and earth. He doesn't live in temples made with human hands. He is the one who gives life, breath, and everything else. From one person, God created every human nation to live on the whole earth. In fact, God isn't far away from any of us. In God, we live, move, and exist. We are his offspring. For John Wesley, the character of God could certainly be seen through the words of Psalm 19 and Acts 17. God as creator reminds us that we were not only given life and breath and everything else from God, but that God remains close to us. The heavens, the earth, all of creation speak to the existence of God and give us knowledge of God if we only stop, look, and listen. God as judge or governor reminds us that God's law is perfectly designed for an imperfect people. God's character is one of love and mercy, and therefore God can always be counted on to act with love and mercy. In the Calvinist tradition, God is seen first and foremost as sovereign Lord, all-knowing and all-powerful. That image of God certainly leaves us with an image of greatness and glory, but there is not much room for love or personal relationship. 
In the Wesleyan tradition, God is seen first and foremost as loving, even as a loving parent. We were created out of love and are made for love. In one of his sermons, Wesley said, But God, though you cannot see him, is above the sky and is a deal brighter than the sun. It is God that makes the grass green and the flowers grow, that makes the trees green and the fruit to come upon them. Think what he can do. God can do whatever God pleases. But God loves you. He loves to do you good. He loves to make you happy. Think of that. Think of a God who loves to make you happy. How can we, you and I, truly know God's love for us? It comes back to my reflection on the events of last week. Jesus is the true image of God. Jesus provides us with the clearest picture of who God is, what God does, and how God wants us to live. In John 14, Jesus is speaking with his disciples. He has comforted them, telling them not to be afraid. He will be leaving them, he says, but he is going to prepare a place for them so that they will have a future with him in God's presence. He gives them assurance that if they know him, they will know God the Father. Philip, one of the disciples, is not quite so convinced. He speaks up and asks Jesus to show him God. He needs a little more proof. Jesus answers, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. In Jesus, we see a God who does the unexpected and unpredictable. We see a God who invites us into a new way of living and loving. We see a God who revealed himself thousands of years ago in the life of Jesus, but who continues to reveal himself to us today in all of creation in Scripture, and through the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. We see a God who is nearby, waiting for us to accept the love and mercy that is offered. We live in a terribly distracted world, and when we get distracted, we tend to lose sight of God. Today, as you see the face of another, look at the sky, hear the birds, see the trees beginning to bud, Remember the Creator God, who gave and gives us life and breath and everything else, and give thanks. Be at peace, rejoice, let your faith sustain you, and always remember the best of all is, God is with you.